Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am David Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Let's do this thing. It's the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend, (laughs) including uh, including us. So uh, we throw it down. Uh, But uh, sports are back, actually. So we've got time to talk about the uh, the uh, tailor-made driver relief skins game. I believe it's uh, worst name ever. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, man. Like, call it something, man. Like, whatever. Like, what is it? The driver's relief, driving relief, or whatever the hell it's called. But it is what it is. That's Sunday afternoon. We've got NASCAR uh, as well. Uh, we've got NFL news, little Major League uh, Baseball news. As uh, The Major League Baseball news is not good, and we've talked about this. Pretty much everything that I've stated, it's almost like I should be the player's rep. Everything that I've uh, stated, uh, now the players are saying, and, of course, Blake Snell. Um, and, you know, people are like, you know, people, the players are damned if they, if they don't. Now, Blake Snell was just kicking and playing video games like Fortnite or something like that yeah. on Twitch. And somebody, you know, people talk to them. And, you know, somebody, he goes, oh, no, it's not worth the risk. Sort of sort of gets blown up like he put his foot uh, down and drew a line in the sand or something like that. Uh, but it takes superstars all the time to, to make a difference. If, you know, like if Brett Anderson of the Milwaukee Brewers is crying about not going, nobody cares. Blake <laughs> Snell complains a little bit. People are like, uh, you know. But it takes like a Mike Trout. It takes a Clayton Kershaw. It takes a Bryce Harper. And now Bryce Harper says, good for Blake Snell. He just said out loud what we're all thinking. Good on him for stepping up. And Andrew Jones said that earlier in the week. He said, guys, who cares uh, Like if you get criticized by people? They're going to criticize you anyways. You have to stand up for your rights. And the latest news is the Major League Baseball Players uh, Association they're sort of calling the owners bluff right now. They said, all right, if you want to split everything 50-50, open up your books to us. <laughs> and they yeah. said, show us show yeah. us exactly what's coming in from where. Everything. Since you want to be partners, open up your books. And it's not going to happen, right? Like, you, as if 30 Major League Baseball owners are going to start telling, like, the players how much they're really making. Oh, yeah, we've been gouging you on this, and we're ripping you <laughs> off on that. Right? So... I like that they sort of called the bluff. And Nolan Arenado came out and said, and Arenado wants to play, but he also said, yeah, it's not, they haven't put anything like even close together of like anything that works. And he has everyone's back uh, right now as well. You know, it's, they're trying to renegotiate the entire pay structure of a entity and a company that is known for labor strife. You know, like throw it to safety, like everything. I don't have a lot of hope about Major League Baseball. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, we told you, Gabe. Uh, that was the one that, uh, as a betting man, I said would have the most problems. And uh, I read some interesting stuff, too. And you, I read your Twitter comment. I couldn't agree more. I said the same thing. You ever work for a company? Like, when you're doing your taxes? Yeah, you got five different books. One for this guy, one for this guy, one for this guy. You think, really, if the Major League owners open up the books, the players are going to get the book? No, they're going to get the one with reduced numbers and monies that they've lost and other things. So, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. And these guys are so far apart. But I'm praying for baseball. But right now, it doesn't look very good, Gabe. Well, you know what? And uh, Trevor Bauer, who, you know, Trevor Bauer's matured. He used to argue with uh, teenagers on Twitter. Yes. He's raised his game a little bit uh, right now. Like, he's the exact type of guy that would have snapped a couple of years ago about his number being on ESPN. Yeah. Like, he would have called them after, I'm never doing another interview with you guys. You guys are idiots. I got every troll in America calling me right now. And instead, he laughed it off. He said, <laughs> well, he said, yeah. my phone's starting to ring. And he goes, I guess my phone number was on national television. He goes, fire away, guys. Best voicemails, get uh, get autographed leaks <laughs> and baseballs. He goes, you got 48 hours. He left his number up for 48 hours. No, the best is, game, and we talked about this, COVID-19's really changed. Like, Guys that used to be insane are now calm. Like, I don't understand it. Like, the world's, uh, you know, murder hornets. Yeah, this I know that. a lot of guys changed. in the real world. I even know people in the real world that used to be kind of normal. Now they're turning into, like, weirdo, like, protest yeah. types. And, like, exactly. it's a conspiracy. And, like, 
It's like, I don't know. Well, you know what conspiracy? I, I'm looking out my window right now uh, in the studio here. I see people jogging and walking their dogs. Like, uh, people keep on talking about fascism. And one thing as well, if you think about this, what's really different coming up right now in the summertime from a sports fan perspective besides baseball? And, and I know for a fact people in midsummer are so sick of baseball. It's funny, like, the, how, like, your perspective changes. Come on, man. How many people have been in July? Oh, God, man. I'm tired of losing money on baseball. What's football getting here? Or just, ah, <laughs> oh, there's nothing on except baseball. You just sort of get into that. You know, we act as if, though, it's, oh, it's the, the be-all, end-all. But, you know, if you look at the summer sports schedule, it's usually light. It's usually baseball. It and is. And then you, you get your soccer mixed in. You get your big soccer tournaments every couple of years, which is cool. A little but, bit of golf, some NASCAR. Yeah, you got golf, yeah. NASCAR, UFC all of which will be running through the summer. Exactly. NASCAR and NASCAR just announced more races. These guys are psychotic. <laughs> These guys are freaking crazy. Like, they're, they're nuts. Like, uh, the NASCAR guys, they are running 17 races. <laughs> 17. In how, long, how much time? That's, in, that's in 31 days, essentially. 17 races in 31 days? That's, that's more than a race every two days. Oh, my well, God. It starts. It starts, there's, yeah, there's 20 races, Cam, starting with this race up until, um, up until June 20th. So five weeks. Wow. 20 races hardcore. in five weeks. Yeah. Like, they're not playing. <laughs> they are literally and figuratively running sa every Saturday and Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday type thing. Like, it's, it is four races a week. Like, they're doing three NASCAR races a week and one of the Xfinity uh, races yeah. a week. It's four races a week. There's 20 races over the next five weeks. <laughs> They're taking the Dana White mold. Like, people Just want it back. Like, people are going to be like, oh, my God, there's another NASCAR. Like, Cam, <laughs> over the next, like, month, it's just going to be constant with us. Well, they're running again. You, they're running UFC again. NASCAR. We might as well just turn in the show UFC NASCAR and a little sprinkle of golf and, and soccer. You're right, man. That's a hardcore schedule. That's great. And, Gabe, this is the thing about NASCAR. You know, too, those suits are heavy. Like, it's very claustrophobic. Like, these guys are better athletes than people give them credit for, oh, you're driving a car. Sure, you're driving a car. Like, I'm going to tell you over time, the weight guys, loss. Dude, there's a lot of like 30 pounds in that car. Exactly. Wayne Gretzky used to lose 11 pounds playing hockey. Those guys are losing 30, 35. I'd, I'd fall through the suit. There'd be nothing left. Like the suit would just fall yeah. off after me. I walk. I'd be like, God, that was hot in there. <laughs> Instead of doing the, the keto diet, I should go drive a NASCAR and lose 30, 40 pounds. Anyway, but uh, I don't think I could get in the car. But I'll yeah, tell you, that's that, funny. It's funny you bring up the weight. The weight actually, because um, NFL teams are conducting their uh, their virtual camps. Yes. Uh, right now, and some of them are more hardcore than others. And uh, one unknown, unnamed NFL team is in Sports Illustrated. Uh, they said, uh, yeah, there's one NFL team, but we're not going to say who it is, that um, every day, Cam, every day, every player on the team has to take a picture of them on a scale with the weight you know what? I don't have a problem with it. It's pretty funny, but think about it. The investment that you put in, says some guy in, in quarantine, especially big linemen like Be Becton. Think about him. If yeah. he eats a barrel of chicken and some ribs and some cornbread and stuff, it's like... Uh, I don't really have a problem with it either. That you got to... You got these you guys... You can't tell if you're just looking at their face in a screen. It's like, bro, exactly. what are you doing all day anyways, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to... I'm gonna. I, I hate going on the scale, but sometimes you got to do it. And these guys are getting paid a lot of money, so... I don't have a problem with them. I think it's a good, good thing so to you, do, actually. You don't have a problem with stepping on a scale daily. <laughs> I, I do have a problem. So I, I hate the scale. You're my do. worst enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying they got to do it. I'm not making millions of dollars. You got to, like, for guys that are really, really close, some of those linemen, too, think about yeah, it. I'm not yeah. saying they're making a quarterback get on a scale. You know what I mean? No, like yeah, they, yeah. They're probably the linemen and the fat guys. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Line, line, linemen, fat guys. Get on the scale. Well, no, like, I, like yeah. Nick, Nick Saban. Nick Saban has an app that he can track, like, your workout every day. Like, he can he tell. Does. That's kind of dangerous. <laughs> He's sharp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember Dabo Sweeney took a shot. He said, I don't need to track my players. They do the right thing without me uh, needing to track them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I, I find that interesting. Something else is interesting. You're a day late dollar short on this one. Matthew Stafford just put his house up for sale in Detroit. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Was that so it was a good pick after all. There, I was just a little your bit dream, late. Yeah. Your dream was sort of like my dream was real. 
You've it been just saying they're going to push Stafford out. And, and Stafford right now, he's putting his house up, and he basically stated, I hope to be a Detroit Lion forever, which means, yeah, I'm probably not. Yeah, like this this is probably the last year for him in Detroit. That's kind of weird because yeah. then they could have drafted Tua. That's what I'm talking about. That was part of the dream game. That was the dream. I will say this. Want to hear something insane that won't happen, but it'd be cool? Imagine Aaron Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers to go to the Lions. What do you think? Division rival. Hey, like Brett Favre went to to the Vikings. Hey, man. I'll tell you the way he's feeling. Aaron Rodgers goes into the Hall of Fame. It'll be like Brett Favre. There'll be like a Detroit Lion logo there and stuff. Lion fans will be there. (laughs) Hey, crazier things have happened is probably rare, but hey, man, why not? I I don't know, man. Seems like the new deal right now. Like if Tom Brady is gone, like this is the new thing. And that sets the precedent actually too. Like for for Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is not going to finish his career as a Green Bay Packer. No, no. All the right things right now. A lot of people think this is the last year for him there actually. I'll make that bet. He he can, he was cool to love, and he's shown a lot of uh, confidence, and he's been a good teammate. But honestly, the way the Packers have treated him, not getting him receivers and the people he needed around him, I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers, I hope he bolts because they don't made, deserve him. He's made for the Raiders. Yeah. I Las like the- Vegas. Aaron Rodgers and the Las Vegas Raiders. I see him in the Honolulu blue and silver for the Lions, but... <laughs> I, he ain't going to be... <laughs> He's not. He's not. He's not a Detroit Lion. Uh, you know who would go after him? And it's even more than the Lions. Hey, Tom the Brady. Bears. The Bears. Yeah, the Bears. The, the Bears. Bears don't have a quarterback. They have Trubisky and Nick Foles. If Aaron Rodgers was out there, but the thing is, he'd have to be like free agent. They're not trading him to the Chicago Bears. You know what I'm saying? Like he'd have to like have be on his own and pick handpick the team. But that's the one that you really want to stick it. That's the one. Like Aaron Rodgers could go anywhere. If he was a member of the Bears, that would that wouldn't sit coolly. Like that that wouldn't you know I mean that wouldn't go down too cool with Green Bay Packer fans. It would sit cool with me. I I, I think it'd be great. You know, so uh, I I really don't care about uh, Packer fan. My buddy fast talking. My Packer Packer Packer. Shut up. I am done with the Packers. But anyway, uh, yeah. So soon so Aaron Rodgers would be done with it too. Yeah, I told him. I, I don't think I don't think Aaron Jones very happy either. <laughs> like. Green Bay's draft basically this year just said screw screw to all the like players that have been good and loyal to them. It was basically an F you to them. It was well, the strangest draft ever. It really is. Or it's just baffling. Like you drafted your first two draft picks were of, of positions that you your two best players were at. Yeah. Like with the exception of Devontae Adams, who actually needs the help. He does. Yes. Right? He does. Like uh, you know, like your defense was good. The Packers defense is good. It's all right. right. So, you know, they needed they needed more weapons. They needed something to help Aaron Rodgers as he gets a little bit older because he can't carry it in quite the same way. He can still throw it, but he can't carry it. In the- SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Moretzi, and I'm on the grid. It's the weekend edition of the program. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Storm, we're going to go to the golf, get to the NASCARs, talk a little NFL uh, football as Cam had a dream uh, before the National Football League draft. The Tua got drafted by the Detroit Lions, and uh, Cam brought up a couple of times um, that he thinks that, you know, it's more than plausible that Matt Stafford will not be the quarterback of the Detroit Lions. Now we get word that Matt Stafford has put his house up for, up for sale um, in uh, in Detroit. Well, outside of uh, Detroit, because, yeah, he's not living in downtown. Yeah, no, 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 no. He's in the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> when, hey, I say, you know, when I say Detroit, yeah, yeah. He's a very rich guy. He's, 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 a, very, uh, he's a very rich man. And as we know, of course, uh, for just people who are unaware of this, but his best friend is, uh, is Clayton Kershaw. Correct. Is Clayton, is Clayton Kershaw. In fact, Matthew Stafford was Clayton Kershaw's catcher. Imagine yeah, that. Stafford How cool is that? Like, that's the thing. What, what a battery mate that is. You're talking to me like Kyler Murray was that good at baseball. Matt Stafford was great at baseball, too. Like, he was real, real good. Uh, uh, these guys are just those guys, Cam, so from the suburbs that just, yeah, yeah. I bet you Stafford's dunking basketballs. Oh, like, 
But you're in his driveway, you can hit like 23s in a row. Oh, yeah, yeah, watch this. Toof, toof, toof. It's the beautiful society. They get with the hottest chicks that can play a million sports. It's just, hey, man, more power. It's Texas. (laughs) I've been there. Yes. Not just in Texas, but I've I've, I've been to Texas. But, I mean, I've been to Katy, Texas. I've literally been to Katy High School. I did a football game there, Texas versus Team Canada. And, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, like... It's it's basically like a pro facility. Like their their basketball court was an arena. Yeah. Like the football field was like it's it was like a mini pro stadium. It really was like a mini pro stadium. If you look at the quarterbacks though, all that there's like a certain there's certain areas. It, there's an area in, in Katy, it's a suburb of uh, that's where Roger Clemens is from, Cam. Yeah, yeah. Like Cam exactly. Clemens' kids, Katy High School and stuff. Yeah. Um Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. Andy Dalton. Um, I can go down a list of court, but I, you know, all of them, like David Klinger, Andy Dalton, Drew Brees, Baker Mayfield, uh, Matthew Stafford. Not all the Houston Dallas area, basically. Yeah. There's that that little the, the Texas high school scene, and you know, all these guys, Colt McCoy. They all yeah. have those those the same type of crazy names. Yeah. They sound like uh, Mustangs. Like it's true. Like you could tell a guy from Baker Texas. Mayfield, Colt yeah. McCoy. Yeah. My, what's your name, Colt? Maverick, you know, like one of those things. Yeah, he's got that uh, country western uh, cowboy name for sure. Hey, you can't, you can't, you must have some, you have to have a unique name to be the quarterback of the Texas Longhorns. It's yeah, almost like they pick you by name. Major Applewhite, Colt yeah, McCoy. Yeah, like, <laughs> if your name except is for, Bob, except for you're not getting the job. Vince except Young for, was the only one. That's what I was going to say, Vince Young. <laughs> Yeah, also the only, one that, the only one that won. Exactly, exactly. Although, um, although they did, um, they did, uh, they did come close with Colt McCoy. They lost they did. Right to Alabama. They sure did come close. Yep. I'm just looking at. Uh, I'm, I'm pump, punching it up here. Texas Longhorn, uh, Longhorn uh, QBs. And like, like I said, they all have the best name. <laughs> yeah, quarterback Sam Ellinger's pretty regular too. Like that's not like yeah, a, he's the one. Shane Buchel, Buchel, yeah. But still, Major Colt, Applewhite, and Colt, Colt Brennan's a good name for a quarterback. Colt Brennan, yeah, very good name. Hawaii, yeah, yeah, he's right. He was he was a white. You're right. They got a little. They got they got a little bit more normal actually. Sam Ellinger, Shane Buchel, Jared Gerard Hurd, David Ash, Case Case McCoy. Case McCoy. Jared Gilbert. Major Applewhite. We forgot about Chris Sims. Don't forget about uh, Chris. Yeah, you know, so I guess it was just a couple of years there. They got on a little bit of a uh, little, little, little bit of a roll. Good memories looking at uh, all these quarterbacks. Um, all right, uh, so talking about the virtual offseason uh, program, uh, guys. Uh, Joe Judge, New York Giant. Judge, uh, uh, Judge Jury and Executioner, Joe Judge. Says, you know, I like to learn a lot from looking into their eyes and stuff, even during the virtual uh, stuff. So I wonder what he was looking into uh, DeAndre Baker's eyes that he could tell <laughs> that uh, he was about to commit an armed robbery. As I got to believe that that's on the list of things that Joe Judge doesn't like, Ken. Like, yeah, Joe yeah. Judge's the type of guy that if you were chewing gum when you were, you know what I mean? I, you know, I, I, I feel it. I'm old school like that too. Like, you know, that if someone was chewing gum, while they were talking to Joe Judge, he'd probably tell the assistant spit, after. Yeah, spit out the gum. This kid chewing gum here? Exactly. What do you think this is? Like, I remember Sean McDermott uh, with uh, Reggie Ragland right out of Alabama, big-time player. And kid hadn't played it down. He had a foul. He had the, the black face shield on. And McDermott said, what are you wearing that for? He goes, you think you look cool? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, and he goes, what? He's like, man, he goes, you know what will be cool? You made some damn plays. Plays, exactly. And he walked away. I <laughs> like actually it. Actually, he traded Ragland, too. And he was like, yeah, he's not one of our types. It's not I like, like you know, not the type of guy we're looking for. But so, yeah, so DeAndre Baker. Cam, this kid got lit up, man, like a spliff and a bog on the back of Snoop Dogg's he football bus all year last one year. Of the right? worst in, one of the worst in the league game. There's no way. No, he was uh, a rookie, though. Right, yeah, he, he, got, he got torched, yes. He was a rookie. He's got talent. He yep. got better as the year went on, actually. The schemes were bad. For him, they left him on an island by himself, and he was getting killed. Uh, but nevertheless, first round draft pick, got a five and a half million dollar signing bonus, and I guess and boy uh, Dunbar from the Seahawks too, great yeah. move, great. So great. Uh, they're buddies. 
and uh, Georgia Bulldog and a Florida Gator. And you notice Georgia's turning into Florida right now. They're slowly emerging and like they're harassed, weird things in the state. Like they're becoming the new stupid state, actually. (laughs) They are. I got to tell you, you're absolutely right. Like, it used to be we talked about, hey, that kid from... Dude, there's these four-feet lizards that are walking around Georgia right now eating everything, too. Someone bought a four-foot, like, uh, lizard from South America and dropped it in an ecosystem. It's not ending well. Don't they watch The Simpsons where, you know, you bring the frog and then they multiply and then they eat everything and stuff? Wow, the what are they, meth lizards? Or, like, are are they mean, Gabe? Like, do they attack you? Yeah, they're mean. Yeah. Dude, they 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 attack like small animals in your backyard. Oh, poodles done. Yeah. The yeah, term yeah. is they they eat basically anything they want. Bro, they're four feet and twenty pounds, yeah, and it's a lizard, man, and a scary looking lizard. Yeah, lizards are very scary. They're from Argentina. <laughs> That's why they but check you. Said, out. How the hell does this lizard from Argentina end up in Atlanta, Georgia? Like, who did this? Like, why would you do this? Like you bring up great points. That's the thing people don't understand about the ecosystem. Why do you think no predator for it? Like that's why they're freaking out. Like the in Georgia, like the 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 humidity, the animal like uh, people. They basically said, people, listen. There's no predator for this thing. Like there's no natural. You drop them in a thing. It's a four foot lizard. Like yeah. dude, like this thing can eat like little dogs and stuff if it wants to. And it's just they're cruising around everywhere. Like basically, they said if you see one, you got to call us because we got to come and get it. <laughs> like we oh, can't yeah, have to murder it. Yeah, uh, they multiply too. Yeah. Thirty-five of them a year. Oh God, they yeah. breed. Yeah, <sighs> just like the Simpsons. <laughs> and you remember in the Simpsons at the end too, Homer is a big jerk. He's laughing. He goes, "Look, those frogs are eating all their crops." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. What would eat a lizard? I was going to think uh, some kind of major snake, but no, probably that wouldn't even work because a python wouldn't get to them. I was going to say mongoose, no. Things are getting uh, crazy out here. We got killer hornets and, like, you know, coronavirus and four-foot lizards in, in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, it's, and God's basically telling the world, I'm not very impressed right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't think Joe Judge is going to be very impressed. All right, now, so I'm wondering, so what's the story here anyway? So the story is... That um, that Baker and Dunbar reportedly lost seventy thousand dollars in a high stakes cards game. Okay. Earlier in the week. So I don't know. So they went back. They went back a couple of days later and pulled out. Baker pulled out a semi automatic, um, semi automatic, and stole their watches. Great. He took a $25,000 Rolex or an $18,000 Rolex at a $25,000 Hubo or Hudo or whatever the hell it is. Yep. And stole $7,000 cash. Listen. He like armed robbery. And the thing is, he's charged with four counts of armed robbery, four counts of aggravated assault. It's almost like the OJ deal. Like he held people in a room. He pulled a gun. He stole things from oh, them. Like, very, Gabe, I'm going to tell you something. And you know, living in the United States right now, I watch murder shows. Kidnapping is one run run down for murder. Oh, if he you didn't get that, somebody can put a light hit with that. That's what OJ got hit with. He did it. You're He's lucky. Done. You're done. I'll tell you something. First of all, one, if you don't have the money to play in a card game, don't don't do it. Two, you do have the money to play in a card game. Don't be a sore loser and a moron and go back there. If you, anyway, this is not for fun. This is not some game for for a joke. People play underground card games for money. And the yeah, fact he got a five and a half million dollar signing bonus last year at this time. Freaking about seventy grand. Yeah, and you just stole seven thousand dollars cash and a couple of watches from dudes. That's unreal. Like That's really real. And you were the Giants were on the hook for another ten mil. Your contract was a four year deal for like ten million dollars. He was a late first round pick. You know what I mean? Like, and now what? Instead of getting the 10 mil, you're going to be getting 10 years. Yeah. I don't care if you're an athlete. That type of situation, man, he's going to do a lot of years. A lot. He might even get more than 10 years. Well, you know what? He wasn't uh, Joe Judge's type of guy. Better yeah. than it happens now than later. <laughs> Can you believe that, though, Gabe? Don't you just find that interesting? First of all, why do you go to a car... Like, if you're pissed about losing $70,000 as an athlete like that, don't go. 
Like it's I'd like very, to know the real story, though. He clearly feels as though he got ripped off. Oh, so they were... He, they, I don't know. No, I don't know. I'd like to know the real... What, yeah. what really happened? Did they hustle you? Was it yeah. was it a dirty game? But how would you have not known? Come on. And, you know, dude, the guy's just, you know, he's a gangbanger type of kid from, from Florida. He's playing. You know he knows the guys that probably got him for whatever reason. I'm sure there's a girl involved in, in yep. this story, but whatever, kid. It's just so stupid. Like, you went through all the trouble, DeAndre, of not getting in trouble, going to the University of Georgia, getting into the National Football League, and one year in, bro, you blow it by stealing a couple of watches over a card game. It's like, insane. It's like, you know, like, why? Pissing why? it all away. Like, can you believe that? Like, that is the epitome of pissing it away. Like, that's that's insane, man. It's, it's just penny-wise and pound crazy. You're and right. I, 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 you already have money. What are you stealing money for? Like, money's not your issue, bro. <laughs> you already have money. <laughs> well, I had $10 million and I lost 70 grand at a card game. You got to like shake it off, go, it wasn't my night. Like there's, the, and you just go. But uh, to your point, there might be something a little bit uh, deeper into this one. We'll, we'll find out. At least, uh, you know, that's what I'm telling people. Things are getting back to normal. We've got NASCAR, we've got golf, NFL players are robbing people. Yeah, and Dana White's telling everyone to F off. It's business as usual. Everything's normal. Nothing ever changes. Baseball players are unhappy. Dana White's angry. True. True. And uh, <laughs> and uh, we've got uh, NASCAR back, guys. So going to get into the NASCAR. Let's get into the golf. I've, I've found a couple of cool things about the golf, actually. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get on the grid, SportsGrid. I'm on the grid. I am Gabriel Bresci going down the raging redhead. Cam Stewart. You know, we've got some cool information, and it's an interesting debate as far as uh, what kind of impact these fans have on uh, on sporting events. And me and Cam both talked about it in the past, about how I didn't ever cross my mind once that there was no one in the gallery at the Arkansas Derby. <laughs> UFC, it's almost been cooler uh, without the idiots booing if they're not entertained uh, every 30 seconds. And you can actually really take in the fight and the nuances of of the sport. Golf, you know, golf actually, it'll be a little different without the gallery and the... Uh, you know, but whatever. What are we going to In the hole. Yeah. yeah whatever, buddy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, so oh, you get, rid of, yeah, get yeah. rid of all the idiots with their lame jokes. So here's another thing about golf. This is very, very important. All you need to know. Without all the galleries there, they follow good players. And a lot of the time, I've lost money in tournaments because balls that were going out of bounds and into water hazards and bad areas were hit by fans, ricocheted into good positions or whatever. Now, without them, we'll see a lot of these guys. Right, Gabe? No galleries following Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, and all these guys. So it's going to be very, very interesting for the mid-grade golfer, I think, is going to have a little bit more of an advantage. Well, speaking of golf, uh, the number's bouncing around a little bit. Uh, right now, we can get plus 155 with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, let's call it plus 15 points. Uh, Cowboys. Um, <laughs> Wasn't it 18? Why are we only getting 15? Because, I don't know, people are, people are betting on it a bit. <laughs> Listen, the other day it was plus 145. I was like, oh, come on, guys. That's like, crazy. really? That's all I'm getting now is plus 145 uh, with this, but it's up to plus 155 right now. So, you know, I've dug, I've dug down deep uh, as far as this skins game uh, is concerned that I've got good news, bad news, but then more good news. Okay, so I've got I'll... more good news than bad news. So you know what, what I mean? want first? The bad news and then back-to-back -back good news. All right. The bad news is Seminole Golf uh, uh, Club. Rory McIlroy's father is a member. Oh, it's not good. Sam, <laughs> I'm bringing it. This is some Magnum PI stuff. Huh? Where'd you find this stuff? You got in the almanac there. Wow. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, really? Like, uh, I'm like, damn, Mr. Uh, McIlroy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a member. So Rory has played it more than once. His father's oh. a damn member. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, that's that's the uh, the bad news. You want the good news? You. Rory has not touched a golf club in two months. That's what I'm talking about. He, he hasn't did. practiced. Perfect. Perfect. He said, no, I've backed off. He goes, no, nah, I've backed off. I don't, you know. He has not literally. 
He said, I have not touched the golf club in two months. Unbelievable. Okay, that's good. We talked about him. And- uh, I, I like that. That's a better That's better news. All right, your father's a member, but you haven't played. Another thing about that, it's it's good that he's played the course, but you don't think all, all these other guys, like Seminole Golf, Country Club, like these guys have probably played there a few times. But, yeah, it's, you know what? Yeah, that other news is way more important. And the second piece of good news? Well, the second, the second piece of uh, good news is that uh, Ricky Fowler has been playing 36 holes a day, every day. Hey, man. Every let's, day. Let's like do that, it. They said, what, what have you been doing during the lockdown? I've been playing 36 holes a day. He's, that's all, he, he, all he's doing is playing golf. All Rory is doing is not playing golf. So see, I like the balance here so far, don't you? I'm going to tell you something, Gabe. And we talked about this. This is what we said. This is a lot more important for a no-namer. He's not a no-namer, but Matthew Wolf, the casual sports fan, will not know who he is. Ricky Fowler, you talk about it. People know him more for Farmers Insurance and his oh, other bad Ricky's commercials. Ricky's posting uh, tweets and uh, videos of him golfing. It's awesome. Don't worry, man. This is great. Maybe that's why the line is. Like, these guys know that... I, uh, think, I think it is. I think the Sharps, such as me <laughs> and you, but this is why people tune into the show... I think people are starting to, like, realize this stuff. Dude, all this stuff's out there, and it just takes time, Cam. Like, you know, and then same with the UFC. If you put the hours in, it's a pain in the ass, but you got to go through, and it's hard to do. you got to go through all 24 fighters' Twitters and stuff. Yeah. They'll show you stuff. Like, they will. Like, they'll, you can tell, oh, great camp, or you can tell if they're not there. And, like, you can read between the lines. So Ricky Fowler's been playing golf every day, 36, been playing two rounds a day. Awesome. Been playing two rounds a day. And, uh, and Rory has not uh, touched the club. Uh, that, that's what I like uh, about that a lot. You know, they're, they're coming in real cold here, Cam. And yeah. you, you talked about DJ. DJ's not the type of guy that's practicing every day during a pandemic. No you way. Have to, you have to remember something, too, with Dustin Johnson. He's a father. He's got a young kid. Uh, now with the pandemic, you know what I mean? I know they probably have nannies and Wayner and Janet come over and stuff, but probably spending time with his child. A lot of these guys who golf their whole lives are like, you know what, I want to spend more time with my kid. Matthew Wolf is a young young man who just came out of college. Like, There's a lot of good, good information that we have on Fowler and him. First of all, teammates at Oklahoma State, Matthew Wolf hungry. You said it, Ricky playing 36 holes a day. I like it. I like where we're going. Get this as well. Ricky Fowler has won three times on this uh, course before. Beautiful. And something that's uh, called the uh, the coveted pro member. And uh, basically, it's like a uh, it's almost like the dream team, like basketball scrimmages. Yep. Um, has a better. They said this has a better field than PGA Tour events type thing. Interesting. It's like they show up and they play. I don't know if you know uh, Buddy Marucci. He's teamed Buddy. up with Buddy Marucci and he's three-time winner at the Seminole Golf, like the uh, pro member tournament uh, there. <laughs> I'd like to be a partner with Buddy Marucci, too. Buddy Marucci's a member, I guess, and, like, Fowler teams up, and it's, like, all the members, there's a tournament. Oh, yeah, member Dude, It's, like, yeah. Rory and his father and, like, Ricky yeah. Fowler and Buddy Marucci, his buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and Ricky's won this thing three times here, bro. He yeah. likes this course. They're winning. Ricky and Wolf I are going to win are. this thing. They're going to beat him. <laughs> I got a lot of money on it. They they better win. They better win. It would be great if they did. Now, I think I like the I like I, that's why here. And another thing is too, Gabe. I'm not sure if you've bet it. I bet it now. I will say this too. Casual bettors are looking at the UFC. They're probably going through NASCAR. There's going to be a lot of late action when they go. Oh yeah, that golf tournament's going off. That number will steam towards Rory and DJ still yeah. with name value, even though we've talked about the positives of Fowler and Wolf. Wait on it. I still think you can get a plus 170, 175, and, uh, you know, hope you win because I'm on it all. I'm all, all over the place with this bet. I would agree. I would agree with that assessment, actually. I think I think what happened was they, they you know, the odds makers put it out there, and, man, this thing was like 240 at one time, guys. Yeah, yeah. Right, so they put it out. It was, it was actually 200, and it quickly got bet up to 240. But, you know, we thought the public marketplace – and remember, they're not putting the odds up for what they think. They're not making a prediction by the odds. They know that the public is going to hammer Rory and DJ in this spot. Exactly. And, you know, people are saying, and you see it all over the place, who the hell is Matthew Wolf? Why is he in this? He's only the 110th ranked player in the world, but he's good friends with Ricky Fowler. 
right? Like they're both from California. They both played at Oklahoma State. They both live in Jupiter, Florida uh, right now. Yep. And as you stated earlier in the week, Matthew Wolf is really better than the 110 player in the world right now. Damn right he is. He doesn't have enough tournaments to, to help his ranking. I'm going to be realistic. He's more like a 50 to 60. I think his uh, ranking is about 50 points better than that. You will see him this year on the top of many leaderboards. He's already won an event who just and just came out of college to do so against a good field. So don't sleep on Matthew Wolf. And I love the fact that they both went to the same school. There's so many factors that I like about uh, Wolf and Fowler, Gabe. And yeah, I think they're going to win too. Like you just don't blindly. Oh, bet they're them. playing. Yeah, they're playing. Not just for themselves, for a charity. They're playing for Oklahoma State too. Yeah, like they, exactly. they come in, they come in, um, they come in here playing together. All right. Uh, so uh, we'll get into the NASCAR. There's been a lot of uh, NASCAR moves, but I'm locked in. I'm taking, I'm taking the underdogs. I think Cam is right. If you're gonna take, uh, if you like uh, DJ and Rory, if you think everything that we said doesn't matter. Um, then I would pull the trigger now because I don't think you're going to get better odds than minus 190, minus 195 on DJ and Rory. It's only going to go up before they and tee off. you brought up a great point yesterday, guys. Remember this one, the first hole. Uh, usually some guys might come out cold. Rory, Gabe just said, Rory hasn't picked up a club in two months. You know, he might miss the fairway by 100. Who knows what's going to happen on that first tee shot. So other than the tie, if you like Rory and DJ to win the first hole, plus 250 and Fowler and... Uh, Wolf plus three uh, three fifty every anything but a tie on the first hole you win to plus money that's another smart bet that can build your bankroll and you'll have more for the rest of the tournament to bet. Yeah, most of the time the, the holes are a push. That's why you're getting the value. But hey, at plus uh, yeah, at those type of numbers, it's definitely worth uh, rolling the dice. So there's been so much talk about safety protocol and how these leagues are going to approach this. They'll be all right with golf, a skins game. Golf is a perfect social distance sport. Uh, to begin with, soccer, not so much. And even though they're coming back in Germany, uh, even though they're coming back in Germany, there's not like, uh, there's a lot of people that are questioning the sanity uh, of this. But if anyone's wondering about the seriousness, and this is what you have to understand for like Major League Baseball, NBA, and everybody, and I just don't know how you get all these players to do stuff like this, is Heiko Horwich. The manager of the Bundesliga's uh, soccer club, Osberg, will miss the team's first game back because he left the team hotel to go buy toothpaste. He left don't the you, team hotel. Don't you have buy, a lackey yeah. to do that, Gabe? Yeah. Well, you know, and he goes, I made a mistake by leaving the uh, the, uh, the hotel. Even though I followed all the, uh, the measures, both were leaving the hotel. And otherwise, I can't uh, undo this. In this situation, I was not able to act as a role model for my team and the public. I'll therefore be consistent and stand by my mistake. Because of the misconduct, I will not be leading the training. And uh, I will. Uh, he won't be there. He's not there for the game uh, against uh, Wolfsburg. Now, it doesn't matter whatever. Osberg yeah. enters uh, the restart of 14th place uh, in the league. But it just goes to show one little mistake. Yeah, I mean, and he can even say, oh, I didn't even come in contact with anybody. I just yep. went to, you know what I mean, and just this and that. And just because of that, he's got to be away from the team right now. So yep. it just goes to show, like, that's what, like, people don't realize what players get themselves into uh, in this. Imagine Major League Baseball. It's like, man, I just want to go to the restaurant across. No, no, you can't because, like, we're locked in here right now. Yep. We can't expose ourselves. You know, but they're they're not they're not playing around in Germany. Guy went to get toothpaste. You're you're out. I like it though, Gabe. What are you gonna do if you're gonna be lax about that? People are gonna be lax about whatever things. I know it sounds a little bit ridiculous, but you have to take that stance, or else everyone's just gonna go. What about this? What about this? All these little things could could add up. I told you too. This kid at my uh, McDonald's that I walked to tested positive uh, for COVID-19. They had to shut it down for like a week to sanitize the whole place and all the staff and everything like that. It's a big deal. That's the thing. People don't understand. One guy gets it. It's like, it's crazy. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, this is, this is uh, all eyes are on the Bundesliga right now. Yes, good call. Yeah. All eyes are on the Bundesliga right now to see how this goes. They're the first real major uh, sport. And, and Korea as well. Um, and But Korea is a different example. We talked about that a lot. Korea has done extensive uh, testing and contract, uh, contact tracing, etc., and all those other stupid buzzwords 
uh, that everybody else is uh, sick and tired of uh, hearing. I don't want to hear these words ever again either, but flatten the curve, mitigate, uh, PPP, all this stuff, man. Forget about PPPs, it's GTD. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Time to sit and continues the weekend edition. I'm Gabriel Brenton with Tony Down the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart, we've got one last segment uh, left on the weekend edition, and we'll be back Monday at 6 on SB Nation, uh, radio and a loud station in the nation. We'll be back to, uh, hopefully we're going to be back to our uh, you know, routine and more live programming in the coming weeks. We will be, uh, yep. but, uh, you know, throughout the month of May, and basically once June gets locked in, uh, we'll be good to go. Uh, we're going to have to become NASCAR experts uh, because there's, uh, there's 20 races in the next like 30 days or five weeks or whatever the hell it is, <laughs> 37 days or or whatever. From now until like June 20th, there's there's 20 races. Um, golf is going to be back next week. We'll have the skins game, uh, the match they're calling it. Little little uh, egotistical and presumptive. <laughs> the match. The Ooh. match. What is this? Jack Nicholas versus the? Yeah, it's, I agree. It's a little Charles bit. Charles Barkley fun. is going to be one of the analysts for it. Oh, great. That that should be interesting. Trevor Immelman. Yep. Uh, the Brian Anderson guy. He was pretty good, Brian Anderson. He, he was on TNT. Yeah. Uh, and Charles Barkley. Yeah. yeah. Barkley's got the worst golf game out of out of anybody. the gambling angle. Yes, I, I guess, yeah. Good good call. You bring that up. But I will say this, too. I know we're going to talk about other stuff. Like, these NBA guys, Shaq and Barkley, oh, close the season. Very, very disappointed in uh, some of their takes about the uh, about the NBA season. It's like, come on, guys. Like, let's fight through this. You think they'd, uh, you know, they're, oh, throw it away. Don't worry about it. You know, it's like, come on, man. I, we can finish the NBA season. Well, they're not. And it's funny because Charles Barkley originally stated that it was stupid to shut things down. Yeah, and yeah. that you know, you know, it's dumb not to have fans. You can't yeah. cancel March Madness. And then I don't know if he got it and he didn't want to tell people, but you remember he wasn't feeling well and he had to isolate for 14 days. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he came back out and he had a different attitude about it. But Barkley and Shaq, they're not saying don't do it because of money, and they're not saying don't do it because of safety. Even they're saying that it wouldn't, it won't mean anything. They're all like, yeah. we're not going to respect the champion anyways. And I wholeheartedly disagree. I disagree. Doc Rivers just came out and said, and listen, man, Doc Rivers is a lifer. This guy's been in the NBA forever. He's, he's won as a coach. He's won, you know, he's he's been around as a player, right? Like Doc Rivers is the man. And he, you know, Doc Rivers knows the pulse of the NBA and the players. And Doc Rivers said, this would be as challenging as anything to have the mental toughness to go through all of this and then win the championship. Yes. He goes, hey, don't tell me it doesn't mean anything. And you're on a neutral site. So that really tells that that that's the proof. You talked about, we talked about this too. No preferential treatment with the referees without the fans. It's going to be a level, more level playing field. I think there's a lot to like. And you know what? It's the war of attrition. You take that much time off and whatever team survives, I think it's, I, I think it's a huge thing to win. It's actually, I see it as a completely opposite from what those guys think. I think it means a lot too. Um, yeah, he says anyone who puts... Uh... Former Doc's first Doc Rivers on Asterix. Those that do that are losers. <laughs> yeah, says, exactly. Uh, Doc Rivers. Doc turned the attention of the people uh, that assign Asterix to NBA titles. It's hard to win. I always say to people who say put an Asterix uh, by, they're the losers. The winners don't ever say put an Asterix by. If we win it, we're going to have a parade. Exactly. If, if we're going to have a big trophy in our case. And we're going to get rings. <laughs> I like it. Exactly. That's what we talked about. You still get the hardware. And you, you get know, the notoriety. Charles Barkley's got to be so sick of people dropping like you never won before. Because that's yeah. basically what he's saying. <laughs> exactly. That's part of the angle. Yeah, it I'm is. With it's you. like, you know, you never won before, bro. Yeah, so, so, I, right, so there's going to be like to win and what it means. <laughs> yes. You're right. He's always trying to take away the fun from other people that have won. Sorry, Charles. People, I, I remember, though, people... Even last year, there was sort of a backlash. Not a backlash, but there was that grumbling about the Raptors. Well, the Warriors were hurt, right? The Warriors got injured. Thing is, oh, they about Durant. Thing is, Kevin Durant didn't play versus the Portland Trailblazers. Yes, no, he did. They swept them. Four games to none. You know what everybody said then? They're better without Kevin Durant. 
Oh, you know, they don't even need Kevin Durant. They're better than Kevin Durant. And then the Raptors punch him in the mouth. Whoa, they don't have Kevin Durant. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, exactly. and oh, well, Clay Thompson got, yeah, part of playing and winning the finals is being resilient and standing on a court. Yep. The Raptors punished them. They got hurt. It is what it is. Yep. Right? I like, agree. it is what it is. Uh, uh, but if you notice, it doesn't, it's, it hasn't even been a year yet. It's already sort of forgotten. It's now it's like, yeah, the Raptors were champions. Like there's no, and then in two years and then in three years. So basically, and then 12 years when some kid goes to the, to a Raptor game, when there's eventually fans allowed in 10 years from now, uh, when there's fans back, he'll look up and he'll see the banner. It won't say on the banner. Oh yeah. You know what? But Kevin Durant got hurt. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. You know, that's, that's part of life. That's part of sports. People, uh, people are going to get hurt. Um, I, you know, listen, I think the NBA, I still believe that the NBA will pull it off. I think they'll play. Well, they've got time. They're willing to play their season a little bit. Um, they, they're willing to play their season a little bit later on and start the season. I think they're going to play in like August, uh, into September, uh, type of deal. Uh, all right. So we've got, uh, we got NASCAR and uh, we got some line movement here, Kyle Bush. And, you know, we talked about a lot of drivers this week. We didn't talk about Kyle Busch very much just because he was at the top of the leaderboard. But I'm starting to take a different stance here now, Cam, as the race approaches in which it's not often you're going to get Kyle Busch at the plus 500 range, actually. Yeah. And it's not a bad bet to take Kyle Busch. Right now he's plus 470. That's not a bad bet to take uh, Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch, you know he's going to be there. I found another one too, Gabe. Like when I was looking around just saying, you know, looking at the line movement and stuff and, uh, you know, Kozlowski's a guy I think has a good chance and I've seen it like, you know, it's plus 850, but that's a really good price too for a guy that I think could, could contend. And, you know, on some of the books, like uh, uh, people are kind of fading him because I've seen him in double digits, but uh, you're right about that one. Kyle Busch, this guy's money. He could win this thing. Probably definitely, I wouldn't say lock for a top three, but he should be there. But it's very, very interesting. And we talked about this before. You're never going to get, because of the circumstances, you're getting guys that could have been plus 225 and 250 at closer to five to one. So this is a great race to bet. You're getting very, very nice lines. Um, Eric Jones is now up to 16 to one. People are cooling off on him. They're fading him. Yeah, but it's all right. I'm going to, I'm going to grab a piece of him, uh, still, you know, he's raced here. He's raced here quite a lot. He raced here in the Xfinity series, still a young driver. So he's only raced three times actually in a NASCAR circuit on this track before. And to show how good he is and how like how much he likes this place, he's finished eight place or better all three times, including winning, uh, last year as well. So we're talking about a kid that definitely likes this track. It's just his car, his team. They're not really in the pocket yet. They're not in yeah. that groove uh, right now. Uh, Kevin Harvick, obviously always dangerous. An average finish of 4.8 here. Second best finish among those uh, in, in the race. Um, you know, he's had bad luck, though, here. Like, Kevin Harvick has bad luck, period. Kevin Harvick will lead a million laps, and he'll run out of gas, or something weird happens. <laughs> something weird always happens to Kevin Harvick. But he's a real grinder, man. He just keeps fighting, he keeps fighting, he keeps fighting, and he's always he's always right there. But I understand the Kyle Busch love. You know, Kyle Busch at plus 470 is not crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand by Denny Hamlin at 7-1. to one. I think Hamlin's definitely going to be in the mix. Harvick is now plus 700. Wow. That's pretty good value for a driver like Kevin Harvick. Kislowski's plus 750. Kislowski's definitely in the mix. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm I'm not shaking things up too much. I told people all week, I liked uh, Denny Hamlin, Kislowski, Eric Jones, and uh, long shot Ryan Blaney. I like to squeeze Kyle Busch in here. And I'm going to do it, whatever. You know, 50 bucks on Kyle Busch gets you back, like, uh, you know, 250, 260 bucks. It's not a bad bet. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to bet, uh, I told you, there's a couple other guys. It's interesting, Gabe. Like, I don't know, what what do you think about, like, Kenseth? He hasn't been out for a while. He gets the better car. He's a huge, huge underdog. I don't like him. Yeah, I know. A lot of people are kind of th- thinking that he's actually got a uh, like a little bit of a chance here. I don't. I don't know. He's been, there's going to be some rust, obviously. But he hasn't raced in two years. He's he gets coming a nice back car, though. Car. He gets a nice car, right? And listen, he's had success here in the past uh, years ago. I don't think he, he's listen. He's Matt Kenseth. He's not going to embarrass himself. Yeah. Right. Uh, Matt, he's going to be in a run. He's going to be in the mix. Uh, but I just don't. You know, he's the. You know what it is? He's one of the sentimental picks. 
right? He's yeah. like a sentimental pick. People like Matt Kenseth, and he's coming back. It's like, hey, good to have Kenseth back. You're right, though. There are people. He's a trendy pick. There are people that are uh, that believe he can be in the mix. Same thing with Jimmy Johnson. Some people are taking a flyer on Jimmy as well with uh, big fat odds. You know, listen, I can see Jimmy being in the top ten, even a top seven or eight. I just don't think I don't I don't think he's going to win. I think ultimately the winner is going to be it's either going to be Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, or Brad Keselowski. I know it, it's not sexy, but that's just the reality. Those guys are favored for a reason. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to take a shot with Keselowski, Gabe. You got your guys, and if I could find that nice, uh, juicy number, I, I just like his track record. I think he's always close. I think he can win this race, and I think that's a very good number. He's going to make the betting card. Oh, he's going to uh, he's going to be in the mix. All right, uh, so we got to get out of here uh, in a minute. Um, following, though, we've got, we've got the race on Sunday, but then, boom, Wednesday, Coca-Cola, 600. <laughs> right? so 600, they, too. Yeah, These yeah, guys aren't screwing around. <laughs> yeah, they're expanding it. And see, when I talk about, like, you're getting Kyle Busch a pretty good value, Kyle Busch is already plus 350 for the 600. Yeah. Right? Because they're figuring he's going to get a race under his, you know, he's going to get a groove, and then, boom, he's just going to murder everybody uh, on Wednesday after the fact. So... Uh, I'm starting to buy into Kyle Busch. There's no way you can't have uh, a piece of Kyle Busch uh, in your pocket, uh, guys. But it's great great to have NASCAR back. Um, it, it was a great week of sports, man. The UFC kicked, uh, kicked everything off. We've got uh, the Skins game, NASCAR, soccer, and uh, horse racing is starting to open up. More and more tracks. UFC, too. Harris, remember? Uh, yeah, UFC on Saturday night uh, as yeah. well, yeah. But uh, Woodbine is open. Santa Anita is open as well, Ken. Yep. Santa Anita is open. Uh, everybody's coming back, Gabe. Horse racing in full flight right now, baby. I love it. And um, it could happen, actually. We'll see what, you know, this should, it probably is going to happen. But six months from this weekend, six months from this weekend would be the Masters. So it'd be November the 15th, uh, the Masters. And uh, there'd be NFL football as well. Something that that doesn't happen, where you've got the Masters and NFL football going on at the same time. It's going to rock, man. And then the Kentucky Derby you got a little bit later on in the season, too. Already made a bet with Charlottetown, plus 550. Well, the Kentucky Derby schedules for September the 5th. That, I'm just saying sports at that time, it's going to get real rock and come the fall there. There's going to be a lot of great events. Yeah, it could be like a, there's going to be an over... Uh, it's going to be uh, overkill. You know, people are crying about getting outside. Then there's just going to be stuff on TV exactly. uh, all day. People are going to be, well, I'll go out after this game, oh, after the race, after the fight, because uh, it's going to be over, you know, it's going to be over the top. And in fact, look, on Sunday is pretty much the first time that we're going to have multiple things on at once. You'll have the Skins game going on, and you'll have NASCAR uh, going on. So we're going to take the underdog in the Skins game, give me the Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys, uh, NASCAR, um, man, if I got to lock one in, I'm sticking to my guns uh, here. I'm going to stick to my guns. I like Keslowski a lot. Denny Hamlin. I think Denny Hamlin wins. We'll take Hamlin at plus 700. Uh, we talked about Jones at plus 1600. The long shot with Blaney uh, as well. But we got to get out of here, guys. Have a great uh, weekend. Other night, you're on your own. Maybe it be yours. Later. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.